Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 45 of License to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today, bud? Good. Sorry, I was just at like the tail end of a very big yawn. Um, when I'm, glad, you... I'm glad to know that I'm really engaging you and the audience right now. You know, Matt, it's not you. You're always a delight to talk to. It's my children because mm-hmm. they never stop it's true ever. they never stop never stopping much like the pop star yeah yeah so uh they just had a long day today and it is also it's daylight savings time so i did sort of i'm um, thrown off a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but all right but i'm here man i'm cool. here i'm feeling very good you know who else is here yes i do i'm Looking, I'm. We're physically in the same room. Okay, that, so I am looking at. That her. wasn't a real question. That was me, like sort of like tossing to you, so that you could. <laughs> yeah, you could well, I just her. know. Yeah. It, uh, so, anyways, guys, joining us today is all the way from the land of the rising sun. That's a note. You can say that, right? Like, that's not a weird... Oh, it's, it's still what they call it. I'm okay, sure. I'm sure. You're I sure? just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if that was. This is our Katie. Our, our Katie. And that's a true thing yeah. to say. This yeah. is our sister Katie, and she's visiting, and so she's getting in on this. And she's not she's not originally from Japan. No. No. She's from America. Yes. Like the, like, same, like, same as you Like too. us. Yeah. yeah. Right. So she is originally from America, but you do currently reside in Japan. I do. Sure. Um I live in live in Chiba. Chiba. Which is outside of Tokyo. Um, Chiba features heavily in Jet Set Radio, does it not? I think it does. Or maybe I there's a think, character named for it or something. I think so. Is it a prefecture? Is it, it is Chiba a prefecture. prefecture? Yeah. I am almost certain that that yeah. is a big thing in Jet Set Radio. You know, now that you put the word prefecture next to yep. it, yeah. it definitely mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. in Jet Set or Jet Grind Radio. So anyway, so you live in Chiba live in Prefecture, Chiba, which is just like, and you basically just grind the sickest rails, yeah, twenty four seven is pretty much what you do there, right? She's just getting yep. up all the time, yeah, yeah, yes. I fully, I get that reference, and yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm the, um, I'm your foreign correspondent. Yeah. Glad to have you back in the uh, in the studio. Thank you. So so good to be here. Good I was going to say, long well, you've been on the show before. Yeah, I've been on a couple times. Um, I was on like season two. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, and I think you were on an episode last year. And I was like, on an episode right last when year, you were like on just your, about a year. ago. This time ago, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you do in Japan aside from grind sick rails and get up twenty four seven? Okay, actually, hold on, real quick. So the pause button on that. Hey folks, today we're going to be watching episode 45 of Kingdom oh, yeah, Sunset like Car Ranger. Uh, it is, before we hit the uh, the starting point of the five stars, uh, we're, wait, we're going we're gonna to do the starting point of the five stars, and I'll later go into episode 45, the starting point of True Love. That's the name of that episode, and that's the transition into well the five stars. As always, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. Katie, what is our first star of the week? It's you. You're it here. Me. I was going to say, she, yeah, the Katie herself is the first star of the week. Yeah, so what do you do in uh, Japan? 
I mean, uh, I know for the for the listening audience, uh, for the fans, I know they look forward to my coming on the show every year. Mm-hmm. Um, They've been disappointed a few years. <laughs> um, I teach at a university. I teach English mm-hmm. um, and writing, Ooh. which I love. I writing like, in English. Writing in English. Academic writing in nice. English. Uh, I, love I also teach academic writing in English. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I love it so much that I, uh, I mean, volunteered. It's also a paid position, but volunteered to be like the head of the course Ooh. this year. Oh, that's so very that's, cool. That's very fancy and busy. Just real. It's been a real busy year. Real busy year. Real busy year, but good. So good you year. do not, as a rule, really watch Sentai. Like this is not. I don't. I do see posters around, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun, and I always think of you. You did send us a video clip of like a friend of yours. I think was just yeah. w- taking a walk. Yeah, she was in downtown Tokyo, and or just caught a live. She was somewhere in Tokyo, like and they, they were, were filming, filming, and yeah. So like she put it on Instagram, and I quickly sent it your way yes yeah we did it was really really cool um i also think really close to my work at one point they were they weren't filming filming action an action scene but i think that they were filming something maybe not sentai but like something in that uh, world like a common rider or something yeah yeah yeah. so here's actually a quick i never thought about this before how close to like a large stone quarry are you at any given moment like if you <laughs> needed moment. to like if you needed to get to one like yeah. i know there's like a big stone quarry and like salt mine a eh, like 50ish minutes from where we are oh no you could get to something that looks like that easier so over by valley view there's uh there's like a nice yeah. desolate area oh yeah okay that would work so like how far away are you i i'm not sure how close i am to a to a quarry? It doesn't. It, quarry is just the word that we use. It's just like a big, empty, like spot where you could set off some explosions, and nobody would be like too stressed out about it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure within 50 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I'm you just. Know, but not like, within. Like, but not as the show teaches us within one minute. No, not though. I will say. Oh, but you're in Chiba. You're not in Tokyo proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Tokyo proper has got to be literally just, just lousy yeah. with, um... <laughs> with with quarries. Um, though I will say, I do work very close to like an industrial park. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So. So there you go. So is it abandoned? That. That's uh, the key. It needs to be an abandoned industrial park. I mean, sometimes it seems that way. Okay. Does it have like a factory that's like active but doesn't seem to be producing anything? That that's also a little, is that's huge. like a little further down. Okay, the road, okay, I okay. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Like the machines are working and it's full of hot metal, but there's nothing like coming out the other side. <laughs> this is our hot metal. This is our hot metal factory. <laughs> room. We make steam here, is what we do. So um, yeah, so we're super stoked to have you on the show. And you um now oftentimes when we have guests on, they're not super familiar with the show. Yeah. But that actually shouldn't be the case with you i'm sure you know everything that's going on with car ranger because as our sister you do listen to every episode of this podcast right yeah um i listen i do listen to a lot of episodes of this podcast <laughs> i actually but, did not know if you listened to any episodes but, of this podcast like, it's fine but like our lovely mother i often because i'm away 
and it's hard to get a hold of you. Um, and sometimes I text you and you don't text me back. Is that true? Oh, it is most certainly true. <laughs> she might be mostly talking about me. But Katie, I want you to know that's not just you. I do that for people in the country too. <laughs> anyway, so That's I will... a service I provide equally. Okay. Um, I also don't text that much. This is not, this is not a constant one-sided text chain. Um, anyway, I often, I will listen to the first half to sort of hear what's going on in your life. And then, but I don't always, always listen to the car ranger uh, portion of it. So you at least know how this segment goes. So, um, what Matt and Katie is our, uh, second star of the week. Second star of the week is that, um, so as Katie, as we've been, basically the only thing we've been talking about is that Katie's been in town. Yeah. And she's been going back and forth, staying with you and staying with me. Yeah. It's been great. Thank you so much for your help with kids. Um, yeah. When she was, has been staying with me, pleasure. we were sitting around like, man, I want to watch a fun, funny television show or program. And we were looking around on the varying various streaming services and found on Amazon Prime uh, that they have old episodes of The Carol Burnett Show. Now, I love the Carol Burnett show. Such a classic. Such a classic. Carol Burnett, a treasure. American yeah. treasure. Straight <laughs> up. Fantastic. Um, here's the thing. My main exposure to the Carol Burnett show uh, when I was growing up was the same as the both of you, because yep. we grew up in the same house, was there was this like 20th anniversary special that was on TV that was celebrating like all the great classic bits of the Carol Burnett show. And Carol Burnett herself. Carol Burnett herself yeah. and, the and like the old yeah. cast came out. Yeah, I totally, I can kind of hear yeah. the music now. It's great. Yeah, yeah Mom we had like taped it off the TV onto a VHS. And we would watch it like a lot. Yeah. And the thing is that it was full of all of like the greatest hits of the Carol Burnett show. That's just real quickly. What, the words that Katie said were taped it off of the TV onto a VHS. That's sort of like if you DVR something, but onto like an ejectable hard drive, and then you would just sort of have it. Yeah. You just keep that, and then someday you'd plug it in and, and you'd it watch wouldn't it again. work. Yeah. <laughs> but it would, yeah, it would, it would work, but it would look like noticeably worse every time you watched yes. it. And also, before you watched it, you did have to take the time to rewind it so you could. Sure. Start at the beginning. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, you may have had a special machine that did. did just that. <laughs> yeah. We sure did. Anyways. So we, uh, and so in my mind, the Carol Burnett show is all killer, no filler. Yes. Yeah. Because the only Carol Burnett I've ever watched is this well, like, like the greatest yeah. hit. Right. So we're like, oh my gosh, we could just pick any episode. It's all gold. Well, here's what we've discovered, Dave. <laughs> that show was on the air for 11 years. <laughs> it's... Like, there's there's some funny bits. There's a lot. Listen, there's a lot of killer. But in 11 years, (laughs) boy, (laughs) definitely. They they make time for the filler. (laughs) They let that breathe. (laughs) A lot of sketches about um, married couples who hate each other. Just so angry. Fun. A lot. Fun. That's cool. uh, I did not realize how much. It seemed like a rich vein of comedy in the 70s. Yeah, that's true. I just like, we're married. We're not. We're not sure like why. It. We'd rather not be. Um, also, the I did not realize the extent to which song and dance was a huge part of that show. Oh yeah, I didn't know. I actually heard an interview with her later, like semi recently, and someone was asking her yeah, about the American show. American Treasure. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. And they asked, kind of, they were asking her about the show, and she's like, "Oh, you could." She's like, "You could never make that show today." 
No. She's like, you could never, like, it just, like, would not work. Like, nobody would approve a budget. Yeah, they like, like yeah. The, for the show that we had. Right. It also, like, it starts with questions from the audience, but these are not, like, I don't think these are vetted questions. It's yeah. just like, hey, uh, what do you put in your tuna salad? <laughs> just like fully. Yeah. Just like, well, I was sounds, just wondering. <laughs> that sounds excellent. I would very, I would watch a full episode of people just yeah. asking, like, Carol Burnett about her. Well, now that sounds weird to say. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it is a fun show. But boy. Boy, like the some of those dances, because especially like the, so, the time period when it was coming out. Yeah, like, I am like the, yeah. the costuming is. I really need to ask you about this. It's because, difficult to grapple with because yeah. in the notes, uh, the notes just say Carol Burnett and the horniest dancing is oh what gosh. these words it say. The, it is the randiest performance. No, this is not. This is not Carol Burnett herself <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, this is a okay. guest performance. Okay, this is, that um, makes a lot more sense to me. This is a very young like. Like 21, 22 year old Leslie Ann Warren. Who she played Who? she played Cinderella in the like sixties Roger and Hammerstein Cinderella. Such a great touch point for all the listeners, Katie. Listen. That's that's Is a that lot the of people one that. there was a live version of like we had a tape yeah, of this, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like if we if we haven't lost him with Carol Burnett, like <laughs> using our other reference point as the CBS televised Cinderella special. Listen, it's a it's a classic. It's a classic. Hey, listen, no no one's arguing that it wasn't well done. Uh, but no, she was she was also in Clue. Like she's been in a million movies, but this is well before. This is like. 15 oh, years before Clue. Okay, yeah, I recognize her from Clue, definitely. Yeah, I think she's Miss Scarlet in Clue. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh, I have never seen Clue. Oh, you gotta. Oh, oh, man. You gotta see Clue. Clue is a classic. Okay, but have you seen Roger and Hammerstein's 60s Cinderella? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then I'll watch Clue. Uh, anyway, she's wearing this, like, skin tight, like, multicolored sequence bell-bottomed, backless jumpsuit. Yeah, but picture, like, sort of... Like, and sleeveless. Like, checks. Like, the sequins are in checks. Kind of like a sort of Harlequin-style... That makes it sound way too, like... But it was not meant on to... On purpose. <laughs> but it was not meant to be, like... Like... Imagine yeah. someone rolled around in glue and then someone shot him with a confetti cannon. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's I'm, sort of what it looks like. I'm definitely like. picturing it. And uh-huh. she's just doing like this weird, like sometimes slow, sometimes frantic and like dance when she's looking directly into the, like so intensely directly <laughs> into the camera singing The Best Is Yet To Come. Which is just like an old like Frank Sinatra crooner yep. song. But the way she is singing it. It gives you an entirely different idea as to what the subject of this song is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. Anyway, it's yeah, on Amazon like Prime. Check it out. So, uh, <laughs> what, Matt, is our third star of the week? Uh, third star of the week is actually another music-related star. Um, I was 
uh, uh, one of the reasons we were unable to record recently was that I was in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I cool. was on a work trip. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice. I'd go down to Nashville every year or two. And it's a great city, you know, great food, cool places to go, things to do. Um, but one of the things to do there is that if you go to literally any bar, there will be live country music. Okay. Okay. At some point throughout sounds, the day. Sounds like a great reason to avoid... Well, here's what I've realized. Going Dave. to bars. Here's what I've realized. Is that... So you know how introverts will say, like, hey, it's not that I don't like people. It's that, like, being around people in a social situation uses up my sort of internal battery... Yeah. ...that I need yeah. to have charged in order to do that. I have realized that I have a similar battery in me. Not for people, but for live country music. <laughs> okay. Where, like... I can enjoy going to, like, a honky-tonk bar in Nashville. Yeah. Okay. And, like, soaking in a few hours of, like... Okay. Like, got know, it, like got live yes. country music. And then you need a full calendar year. And then year. I need a full calendar <laughs> year. And then I'm genuinely excited to go back. Because, like, also, the other thing is that if you go down to Nashville, Tennessee, to a bar where there is live country music, and you look at the other people in there, you're like, oh, I wish these people would just stop and let me drink my beer in peace. Like... You are the problem in that situation. Yeah, 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 like, definitely. No one has no one has dragged you down to Nashville and like forced you into that scene. <laughs> like, like even if you don't love it, and like I do genuinely like the country music from like the fifties to the seventies, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Okay. I got but you. I I realized that like man, if I'm down there and like somebody starts playing like Garth Brooks for a song. So long as they follow that up with, like, a chaser that I can go with. Like, you're... Like, I'm fine. Just, like, let the good times roll. Yeah. I don't, like, you know what you can follow that up with? It's Roulez-vous tout uh, is, uh, I believe, the French. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know you know what's gonna... You know what's gonna be a real nice chaser after that? Mm. No joke. Little Shania Twain. Mm. I experienced okay. that in real time. Loved it. Yeah, I actually had a very similar experience... Uh, I used to work for an old friend, Jared, and that dude just loved country music. Mm-hmm. And we just rolled around in his truck because it was his truck and he was uh, the dude who was like writing the checks. Right. right. And uh, I just listened to it. So there was a period of time where I kind of thought I liked country music. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped working for Jared and, you know, we're still like friends, but like I stopped working for Jared and then I was like, oh, Oh, no, 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 no. No, I do not actually like this music. Thank you. This is not something I'm going to follow up on. Yeah, I'm personally. not going to continue in this in this zone. I'm going to tell you. If you, ever, if you ever have the opportunity to go down to Nashville, which is a great town and I do recommend, um, give, it a, give it a whirl. Give it, give it a whirl. So, actually, uh, speaking of kind of traveling for work, Katie, what is our fourth star of the week? So, Matthew. Yes. I am so glad. That when you went to Tennessee for a conference, you got to like, like soak see in the, the city. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's honestly it is the best part about going to conferences. Oh, like absolutely. conferences are cool. You know, you learn a lot of things. You know, I know that people talk about like, oh, I gotta travel for work. I never travel for work. Yeah. Like base, like one time I think, two times in my whole career. Yeah. I have like traveled for work. And so whenever time people are like, oh, i got to travel for work, I'm always like, I don't know, I think it sounds kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody like, else pays for you to stay in a nice hotel? The yeah. best. Right, yeah. Yeah, like I'm staying in hotels way nicer than what I pay <laughs> oh my for God. myself. The, ro- like, the, the hotel I was staying in in Nashville 
my room had a robe in it. Like a, Ooh. and I've never been to a robe hotel before. That's nice. It was good. That's slippers really nice. too. I didn't wear the slippers. Yeah, it seems weirder. But I didn't launder the slippers. Yeah. Even so, you use the <laughs> towels. They will launder them in the same thing. Yeah. Then, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. I guess it makes me feel a little bit better about it, but. Or does it make you feel worse about the towels? Actually, it makes me feel worse <laughs> about the towels. Now that you say it like that. So, so traveling um, traveling for work can be very cool and fun. You get to, like, go to different places. Yep. Um, In theory, sure. Yeah. And, or, like, places that you wouldn't necessarily have gone. And That is definitely true for me the one time I traveled for. <laughs> I definitely would not have gone to that place. <laughs> so Wait, I... like the building or the city? The city. Okay. Where was it? It was like an, a very, very, very small, like the smallest state school I've ever seen <laughs> uh, in like a very sad town in Southern Ohio. Okay. And I okay. stayed in a dorm because I was doing AP training and that was bad. So yeah. yeah, that doesn't sound like the sort of Yeah, it was wild not like a robe. It, yeah. it was not like a cool adventure. Yeah. So like I um I live in Asia, so going to different international conferences in Asia is pretty uh, yeah, easy right. for me. Yes. Um, a lot and, easier than it would be like for us. Exactly. Sure. And um, plus I would have no reason to go to the conferences you'd go to. Yeah, you do not teach English. Not um, anymore. Not anymore. Um but so, uh, and it's really encouraged. We have a big budget for it. So this year, I went to three different conferences. Oh, dang. Um, okay. Two of which were international. One of them was in Japan, but up north in Hokkaido. It's okay. Japan's um, totally a foreign country. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I... So in that sense, they're all three of them were international. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hokkaido. Dave, that is where... Um... Uh, Minera had yeah. to chase. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. Minera and Signal Man had to like chase the the package up mm-hmm. north. Uh, gotta love Sentai for helping you with your. I was gonna say, like, based on Sentai, I actually have. Uh, I would say better than the average American, like, grasp of Japanese <laughs> geography. Like, it's still very rough, obviously. But if you're like, Hokkaido, I'm like, that's in the north. Yep. Be like, Osaka, that's in the south. Tigers play there. Yeah. That's true. <sighs> okay. Um,. So, I, like, earlier in the fall semester, I went to Korea. and cool. I lived in Korea, and I love going back to Korea. It was very great. Missed a huge hurricane, which was also very great. Yeah, great. Nice. Um, and then... Oh, that's great. I missed a huge um, tornado right after I left Nashville. Nice. Convenience. Um, well, for you. I mean, yeah. for me. For me. Yeah. Our heart um, goes out to everybody who's... Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, it's um, obviously very bad. Yeah. Um, so, and then, like, later, after Korea, I was feeling really good about myself, and I thought, okay, like, end of the semester, I'm going to sign up for two conferences, two weekends in a row. That sounds like too much! Which was also the two weekends immediately preceding me coming to the States. Oh, yeah, um, that definitely sounds like a lot. after, uh, classes and all of my work duties ended. Um, so the first was in Hokkaido, which was cool. really great. Yeah. Um, and the second one was in Cambodia and I was like, also very cool. Ooh, I'm going to Cambodia. This is very cool. And I'm staying in a nicer hotel. It has a pool. I'm going to go around and like see cool Cambodia things. Yeah, sure. Right. 
Um, but what actually happened is I had just finished a very, very busy year of work and I had just gone to another conference. So by the time I got to Cambodia, I was too tired to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I like went to the conference and I was like, yeah, great conference. And then afterwards people were like, oh, we're going to go get dinner. And I thought, cool, I'm going to go back to the hotel and get room service. (laughs) I think that's what that holiday in Cambodia song is about, right? Staying in your hotel and getting room service. service. (laughs) The dead Kennedys were really into that. and cool like you know when you go to some places you have to be a little careful with the food you don't want to get sick um and i was like i should be fine if i eat like conference food because they get it catered by like a pretty nice place and then hotel food tends to be uh nicer so i felt like very safe and secure getting hotel food Sounds um, like... I should maybe not have been quite so safe and secure <laughs> getting hotel food. Um, I actually I didn't mean, know anything about Cambodian food. Um, it's... Uh, it's not quite Thai food. Okay. There's a, there's a place on West 25th, Nam Pen. You should go there. They've got good stuff. Yeah. They, oh. eat, they eat banana flowers, which were actually quite nice and a little weird. Interesting. Um, but, Did they taste like bananas? Tasty. No, I tasted like, uh, like um, a plant, like a... Well, it definitely like is a, hearty, a plant. Yeah. <laughs> like a sort of like hearty green. Oh. Hmm. In a way. Interesting. Um, yeah, it kind of had the texture of like a soft lemongrass. If you've had like chunks of lemongrass. Yeah, I feel, yeah okay. Okay, um, I get it. I get it. I am yeah. disappointed that there's no banana flavor at all. Like it feels like there should be. Well, you can definitely get bananas. Just yeah. Not from that particular. Well, yeah, so can I, Katie. I can, I'm just, I can... But you can get like fancy Cambodian bananas. <laughs> Are They're small. Okay. Like, they're like a like, like little guys, just little guys. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, to any English teachers out there, get get yourself to Cam Tiesel. It's a great conference. <laughs> um. But uh, if you want to see anything, maybe plan don't it. go to Hokkaido. Don't go to Hokkaido. Like immediately don't plan beforehand. two weekends of international travel like right in a row. Right. Yeah. Uh, all, right, all right. So uh, I think that's. Oh, actually thought that was the last star but it's not it's not in fact dave would you please tell us what our fifth and last star of the week sure is? so we're talking about like work stories here's my work yeah. story for the week so i am i teach drama of course and we're in the middle of uh, prep for our show this year we're uh-huh. doing as you like it shakespeare's as you like it fantastic show Fan- it's a fantastic show it's one of my favorite shakespeare plays um it's great you can really tell his growth as a playwright, it's one of his later shows, mm-hmm. and you can really tell his growth from a playwright from his earlier work. Like, it's just a lot uh, tighter. Mm-hmm. Like, going through to edit and annotate is is difficult, because there's not really much that you can cut out of as you like it, because mm-hmm. it's very, like, it's very dense and it's very good. So, as the drama teacher in a high school, if you know anybody who is in drama and in high school, you know that, like, I just... And I say this with, like, all the love in my heart. I love these kids. But uh, it just attracts the weirdos. Like, it just does. Because that's what drama departments do. Like... We, we were the weird... Like, we... Yeah, like... You know, like, I teach drama. School. Like, I'm not... I host a Sentai <laughs> podcast. Again, right. like, this is not... I'm not, like, casting stones from afar. <laughs> and um, in our... In my particular drama club, I have what I would say is just, like, a statistically unlikely number of trans kids. Sure. Yeah. And that is... 
Well, they're all they're all like condenses into the one spot. It does, in school. yeah. <laughs> and you know, so like before, uh, like for our big auditions for the beginning of the year, I say like, hey, like if I don't know you, like if you're new to drama club, like that's awesome. If you have a preferred pronoun, just like let me know so I can be respectful of that. Yeah, and yeah. that's just like you know, red. Yeah, they're here. They're queer. And you're used to I'm it. very used to it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's totally like that's great. Um, so, but so as you like it, if you don't know the show, is one of the shows wherein uh, cross dressing features very prominently, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, of course in Shakespeare, all the parts were originally written for for guys, yeah. right? And like even the female parts were played by guys, and so it's a show where like it's a guy who's playing the part of a woman but then the woman is playing the part of a guy right there's like a lot of this going on and so (laughs) it's just said to have and then of course um it's a perennial problem in high school drama like they make jokes about it that there's always way more uh girls who audition than guys yeah and so you're you're always kind of looking to see like okay like what parts like for the purpose of the show like actually need to be played yeah by guys and which parts could like just right. be girls mm-hmm. and it would be fine. And so I had <laughs> this conversation and I just get up and I'm like, all right, guys. So, so Shakespeare, uh, it's all girl, it's all guys and some of them play girls. And then like, but we have a lot more girls. So then like guys parts are played by girls for us. And then, and then also like a big part of this show is that there's, there's guys who are pretending to, or girls who are pretending to be guys. So then just, I, you all just let me know. Right. Like, you just kind of let, like, this is the show we're doing. If there's a part that you, like, don't want to play or, like, maybe, like, a role that would match your, like, biological gender, but you don't want to do that because of, like, where you're at and, like, yeah. your right, personal right. journey, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you just kind of, like, you just let me know so just like everyone could just flag yeah. me down so like everybody can be cool and like you can have a great time and we can have a great show and like everything's great. That way you don't have to make like a like a table. Right, right. Like, you don't need a poster or anything. Like you just kind of holler at me. And um so we did have like one of the stars of the show like midway through uh, and, you know, obviously, it just happened to line up this way. Right. <laughs> uh, midway through the show started a started their sort of like social transition from male okay. to female. And they're playing Orlando, which is a male part. Mm-hmm. And like they they put on their sign like, I would like to play Orlando. Uh-huh. So like they clearly like, do not mind sure. playing Orlando. Uh, and it's also like Orlando is a great role. And so but like they did not mention to me, like, I've known this person for a number of years. Uh They did not mention to me specifically, like, oh, hey, like, I am transitioning. Yeah. And so they've been using a name that's not their birth name for a while, but the name that they switched to is not, like... It's like a more, like, a... Yeah, it's a sort of, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, like, then every... Like, and apparently, they have told everybody but me directly. (laughs) So, like, everybody else started flipping pronouns, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, right on. Just, like, this person did not mention that to me. So, that's been sort of, like, my my wild life surrounding this play recently. Um, Shakespeare, man. Shakespeare, Shakespeare. man. It's great. So... You know what else is great, Dave? Is uh, episode 45 of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. It is called The True Starting Point of Love. 
Um, oh, I forgot to look up who wrote it and when it came out, but it was probably... It's probably Yoshio Urasawa. Or like Hirohisa Soda, or... It's one of those people... It's one of the guys. It came out in like mid-January of 97, I think. I on. think it would be, yeah. Anyway, you can look it up. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come <laughs> back, we will talk about it, and you will enjoy listening to it. <laughs> I promise. I command it. All right, welcome back. We have just watched episode 45 of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger, and we are here to talk about it for your and our enjoyment. Yep. So this... Speaking of enjoyment, what a good episode. Oh, this man. is a very, very good episode. It's very fun. Uh, yeah, this is a killer episode, as are the best episodes of the season are almost always the last ones. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, you can pretty... M- I don't think there's ever been a season of Sentai that we've watched that has finished week. No. Like, even the seasons we don't like as much. Like, the last four or five episodes, like, always kill it. Um, and this is definitely no exception. So... How... Sorry. How late are we actually... Oh, we're super late. Uh, okay. There are 48 episodes of this season. Yeah, this, this is the... Episode this is episode 45. 45. Oh! So there's only oh, three... Okay. Ep- yeah, there's three episodes okay. left. Yeah. This is... At this point, you may as well watch the rest of the season. Yeah. I, I certainly could. <laughs> so, um... So this episode starts with Kyosuke, and he is uh, running kind of through the fog. Uh, so it's like a dream sequence pretty, right, yeah. pretty clearly. And he kind of like comes to the edge of this bridge, and he looks down over the bridge, and he sees that there's somebody in a bus station. You can't, you, it's obscured. Like, you can't see who it is. And the, the woman is wearing sort of like a, like a blazer, a skirt, and then the camera cuts down. And the other thing that they are wearing is uh, the beauty Zonnet's ridiculous headdress. Because it, it is, in fact. It is, of course, Zonnet, who is waiting for a bus <laughs> in Kyosuke's dream. And Kyosuke runs down. And by the time he gets it down there, he is now the Red Racer. And Zonnet turns to him and says, Red Racer, like... I, I can't you? love you, right? She doesn't say that expressly, I don't think, but, like, she communicates that. Yeah, like... She calls him a liar. Well, it's... it's No, it's that she doesn't like men who keep secrets. Yeah, that's her Ah, problem. Ah, that's it. And then she gets on the bus and drives away from him as he sort of is calling after her. And then he continues to call after her as he wakes up. He is sitting in, like, the... In his... in In the president... In the president's, like, roadster. Yeah, which... We have not seen the president in so long. Oh, I'm so bummed out. Like, I actually have it in my notes that I'm I'm bummed out that we have not seen this dude. He was such like an excellent part of the show. Yeah, he, like I do all, remember the president. Yeah, like they all work yeah. in the thing, and he was their boss. And now I don't know. Maybe Kyosuke has killed him to claim his car for his own. <laughs> that's how it works in the car. Yeah, the car universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's car magic, baby. That's car magic. <laughs> there can be only one. Um, so he stands up. And he shows out. Just thinking about the Highlander the other day and how. Like how, how often do we talk about how good the Highlander is man, on this show? Pretty frequently. But you know what? The Highlander is very, very good. Well, I'll stop talking show. about it when it stops being good. Uh, <laughs> and it's too late for that because the show has been off the air for many years. So he stands up and he shouts out Zanat's name. And then he sits down and he's like, oh my gosh, i got to do something about this. And then he is smacked in the head by a dustpan because Minoru was sitting behind the car while uh, Kyosuke was sleeping. And he pops up. And he starts telling him, like, yeah, so I guess you were dreaming about Zanet again, again, like you always do. <laughs> yeah. And then one by one, the other, like, all of the other car rangers, like, pop out from behind this car where Kyosuke has been sleeping to, like, A, berate him and tease him and also, B, get us up to speed in case 
you're just hopping in on the season now. And I you... found it very helpful. Yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Would you guys get behind a Highlander, not necessarily a reboot, but a new Highlander film? Like with Colin McLeod of the Clan McLeod? Well, I don't think so, because Christopher Christopher Lambert is, mm. I think, too old to do the part now. Well, that's not Colin. Right. Neither of them are Colin. No, Neither of them d- are Colin. It's Connor and Duncan. Connor and Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. Duncan. Which is the? Which is the? Uh, um... D- Duncan's from the TV show. That's okay. Adrian Paul. Sorry. Adrian I Paul. Meant, I meant Adrian Duncan. Paul of the Sword Experience. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, I was just thinking, I actually might get behind a reboot. I think I could see it. I could see a reboot, even of the first movie. Mm-hmm. It would be okay. First movie's great. It's it is good. Um, I would only watch it if Sean Connery played. A Spaniard. Well, Sean Connery has retired from film acting because he hated the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen so much. He has never done another film after it. He has done that is weird, a true story. He has done some weird voice work in like extremely poorly CG animated like local kids shows in Scotland. This yes. is not a joke. This is totally true. It's like him and a cartoon goose, like going on an adventure or something. Yeah, but he Look has, it refu- up. but he has refused to do a movie since that because he's like, this is the worst movie ever. I'm out. So, anyways, which I think is unfair to the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It was a bad film, but I did enjoy it. It was fun. Anyways, so they're like, listen, you you have to do this. Like, this yeah. is kind of destroying your life in a way like you've got to deal with this thing and he's like you know what you're right i will i'm gonna tell her yeah Yeah. like just like that ever like declarations are very important Mm -hmm. like i'm not talking about generally i'm talking about in japan oh yeah declarations are like oh is this like a larger part of japanese culture yeah like declarations are like very important. I did. Like, many times it's sort of... I didn't actually know this This either. is amazing. I just assumed that this was part of, like, the melodrama of Sentai See, and this is anime. Why, this is why you no, gotta this get is yourself the, a foreign correspondent. This is the, this is the melodrama of... Of Japan. Of Japan. Or at least, like, Japan. Like, current Japan youth culture. Where... Well, I guess current, quote-unquote. This is in the 90s. Yeah. It's 25 years old. But, like... But yeah, I remember I was talking to a colleague and like he was talking, he had like a, a, a very friendly relationship with students and one of them would come to him and like get advice about this girl. And he's like, okay, like I'm going like tomorrow night, I'm going to make my declaration. Like it is, <laughs> it is very much a thing. So like I saw that and I was like, ah, yes, of course he's making a declaration. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so I had no idea. Yeah. So he's going to declare his love, but he's also going to tell her that he, Kyosuke, is the Red Racer. Because he has met her as Kyosuke a number of times, but has always, like, backed out in the last second before saying, and it's me, the man you love, the Red Racer. Um, And he's got a lot of anxiety about that, because, like, he knows that she's interested in the Red Racer, but she's never actually been interested in him. Yeah, it's very much a Lois Lane, Clark Kent, Superman situation. So he's going to tell her, and he's also going to say who he is. And then the other four are like, well... At first, they're like, that's a very good idea. You should definitely do that. And then they say, hang on a second, though. She is still definitely, like, one of the lieutenants of the Bozok, who are our enemies. Mm -hmm. And if you tell her who you are, then they're going to know... Who you are, and then murders. Yeah. And he says, okay, that's a good point. He says, but it'll be okay. I will convince her to leave the Bozoke 
with the power of my love. It's extremely good. It's extremely it's so good. good. And uh, if you've literally never seen an okay, well, I guess that would be a spoiler. But if you've ever liter- if you've seen literally any episode of a Sentai show, uh, you already know how this episode is going to end. <laughs> <laughs> So we go from there, and we see uh, the planet Barbarian, and Exhaust appears, and the, then... This is the Reckless Dash Emperor Exhaust. He has not always been the leader okay. of them. He showed up in the like a couple of episodes ago, because he wants to build an enormous... Um, like a Mad high... Max intergalactic Autobahn? Okay. Yeah, and he's trying to like gobble up the resources from all the planets to make it. And when he does, there's not going to be any rules on it. And you're just going to be able to drive recklessly and crash into things. Oh, okay. Across the galaxy. Across the galaxy. Okay. Yeah, so he's bad. Okay. And he's the emperor of all that is evil. Like Mad Max and meets so, uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Like a little yeah. Bit. I think yeah. we made that joke on one episode. Yeah, we very well, well have. Well, I didn't listen to it. Thanks <laughs> so, so much for your support, Katie. So anyways. Um, so what's great is that when he first showed up, he was so like... Everyone was terrified of him. And, like, like even the other bad guys were like, this is one bad dude. Like, he is yeah. the new boss. We need to do what he's saying. Mm-hmm. This episode, he shows up. And instead of calling him Emperor or even, like, Exhaust, they're like, ah, hey, Pops. How yeah. you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you, like, what are you bothering us about now? Like, they have just, in the course of, like, six episodes or however many, like, the, the Bozok are so, like, unruly. That like they even, cannot maintain respect. Yeah, like even for the, the terror emperor. of like the emperor of all that is evil in the universe, they get like six episodes of respect out of that, and then completely fall apart. So he says, "So where's Gynamo?" And Zelmoda's just like, "Oh yeah, man, he's taking a nap. Um, he's just been under a lot of stress recently, and he's just he's just kind of chilling out." And Exhaust says, "Well, what is like? I really am." Counting on you guys to explode Earth, yeah. uh, what is what's taking so long? And Zamoto says, "Man, President Kanemo is just like he's just real hung up on Zanet." Okay, I I didn't I never caught like that little bit about him being hung up on Zanet. What I heard was the uh, immediate solution. They did not say that. Oh, Sorry, okay. that is a thing that you would have that's to know like a from thing previous. That's been, yeah, okay. The, the Gynamo is really into Zonet. I was wondering because I thought that is the thing that we are about to say is the most insane sort of like I've I've got a solution. I've got the best solution. Yeah, no, this actually does fit into the okay. context of, okay. the, of the show. So he's what the solution is is like, hey, exhaust. You've got a lot of resources, right? You could probably throw a pretty good wedding. And Exhaust says, I, well, yeah, sure, of course, but why? And Zelmona says, listen, let's throw a nice big wedding for President Gynamo and Zanette. And then, once they're married, and he's like a, he's, you know, he's going to be a new family man. He's going to have a lot of new responsibilities. This is really what's going to get him to, like, you know, refocus on like the mission. Like, really, he will work really hard if with this thing. And uh, Exhaust is like... You're fine. Like, my, like I like, really like the tone of his voice because it's clear that he is also exhausted with dealing with these these knuckle draggers. <laughs> and so he's like, fine. Like, you sort it out. I will foot the bill. And so Zelmoda kind of turns to himself and he says, this is a great plan. The only problem is 
Gynamo is not like first or second or third or fourth or even fifth in line of like dudes that Zanette is into potentially. And so like I'm really not sure how I'm going to get her to marry him. And then somebody just shows up and somebody's like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, we'll have you do it. And it is E.E. Muso Binofu. And he is the Bozoke's number one matchmaker. Yeah. Yes. 999 matched, 100% success rate. And so you know he's just got to get that one last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then, well, what he really wants is two more. Because then on his business card he can say over a thousand. So. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, but he's, and he pops up and he's... Katie, you said you recognized his look. Yeah, he looked like um, he looked like a money envelope. Okay. That you would like give a couple for their wedding because giving oh, money. Okay. I think this is the case in Japan. Okay. I know it was the case in Korea. Sorry if I'm. Is there like a up. special envelope that you There's wouldn't just, just like, put it in? Well, there is like like giving money as a gift is as is everywhere like very common, but I think perhaps a little bit more common. Okay. Just just from the amount of fancy money envelopes I've seen in got my life there. It, got it, got it, got it. Um so it looked like a money envelope, but then mm-hmm. he also had like two sets of chopsticks which are also common gifts to give to new married couples. Oh, like, really? yeah, you're starting your life together. Oh, so, well, even you see in the yeah. states you get like flatware. Yeah, so, that yeah makes sense. Exactly. so in any case he is like wedding. He, he is, is very got much it. wedding. Okay, cool. So we go from there, and Kyosuke is sort of running around, basically checking every horoscope he can get his hands on. Like he has like a pop a popsicle horoscope. I think maybe it's just like a like there's just a promotion on the popsicle. So he he wins a popsicle, or he wins with a he eats a popsicle, and then there's a stick that just says "You won," and he's very (laughs) excited about that. Right? He checks his horoscope. He checks his like like he goes to the temple to Mm -hmm. like get a fortune from the temple. Like, just everything you can think of. And everything is telling him that he is going to crush it. Like, this is, the stars have aligned, the car, the car magic constellations have aligned <laughs> in his favor. He should, he should go for it, and uh, this will all work out perfectly. And he's like, okay, now it's time to tell Zanette. He stops for a moment, he's like, wait a second, how am I going to find Zanette? I have no, I have no way to get in touch with this person. <gasps> Uh, and then as he's sort of like pacing and thinking, Zanette, in a wedding dress, just like runs past him while he's like only like barely able to see it out of, out of his peripheral vision. It's sort of like, we see that like loop a few times in slow-mo, which right. is a great like comedic beat. Great. Uh, and then he turns around and sees her running and she is running from E.E. What's that uh, guy's name again? I just called him Musu in, okay. in my notes because okay. it's a real long name. Um, like running from him, that dude has a bow and arrow, uh, because apparently his gimmick is that he's like, he's uh, like a weird rapey Cupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Cupid monster. Yes. That's, that is exactly what it is. It's (laughs) genuinely upsetting. Yeah. It's real, real bad. It's very, very, uh, it's very, very bad. And it made me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Actually. Uh, so he's after Zanette and he has this bow and he's like, I'm going to hit you with a love, love arrow. And then you're going to love President Gynamo. And so he, like, enchants this arrow. And she's very clearly not interested. Right. She's actively fleeing. It puts a little picture of President Gynamo on the arrowhead. I like to to think that he just has, like, for all the matches he does, he tries to do, 
there's like a photo day so you can have the appropriate tokens <laughs> yeah, to I like, like put in the to. arrows to yeah um and then you know you got to upcharge for the wallet picture exactly. the, the exactly. glossy eight and a half by 11s exactly the miniature to put in the locket like it's yeah a yeah 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 you can yeah. charge an extra 20 bucks for photo refinishing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no that one is. knows what that is but it costs 20 dollars <laughs> oh dude they uh they tell you for like your high school photos it's horrifying they will go in and like photoshop you oh really like, yeah like oh did you have a zit on photo day like we'll photoshop that out 20 dollars that seems pretty normal to me. Uh, that might anyway, be my context. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, he's shooting this arrow at Zanet, and Kyosuke, not Red Racer, but Kyosuke, like jumps in and like knocks her out of the way to save her from being the 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 abject horror of being in love with President Gynamo. Right. Yeah. The arrow then does hit a park bench. Yeah. A face appears on the park bench and starts talking about how much it loves President Gynamo. And then, like, animates, like, its little legs, like, animate, and then it just, like, runs away. Yeah. I guess to get Gynamo? Yeah. So, uh, the the rangers arrive, and they sort of join the fight, and then she's like, Zanet is really excited until she realizes that the red racer is not there. And she's like, oh, well, this, it sucks and is dumb, because, like, you guys are all lame. Like, where's the red racer? Kiroske, of course, is right there, and he's like, uh, uh he's like, Okay, I'll just tell you. And she's like, sure, like, weird monkey-faced civilian. Like, I'm not interested in you. I'm really just interested in the red racer. And then he he henshins. He transforms right in front of her. And he's like, it's me. And she's like, oh. Interesting. Interesting. How weird. Because I was so into the red race for like 30 seconds ago. (laughs) And now... So, uh, Kyosuke starts getting into a fight with um, the monster. They go back and forth for a little bit, but Kyosuke sort of fighting him on his own is not quite able to keep up. Yeah. yeah. He ends up getting like knocked back against a different non-animated park bench. Uh, gets knocked out of his transformation mode. Um, but as the monster is coming in, uh, the other four car rangers are able to shoot him with laser guns. So he runs away from them while... Kyosuke and Zanet run away from the scene to try to get to safety. Yes. Yeah. And, like, when he's sort of knocked out of costume... Yeah. When he's knocked out of costume, also, like, a a, a wallet or something falls out of his... Basically, like, a, a photo ID oh, that, with him as the no, Red Ranger. That that's the picture that uh, Zanet Zanet keeps has, in yeah. her wallet. She was oh, staring at it okay. while that fight was happening. And ended up dropping it when he had to knock her out of the way of another one of those okay. arrows. Yeah. So we go right from there uh, back to Barbarian. And President Gynamo has a weird uh, bow tie on his, like, giant okay. armor head. Okay. He's got two bow ties yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm Double not really, tie. I'm really not sure about this. Like, I'm not feeling confident about my about my bow tie situation. And he calls his Almoda in. And Almoda's like, my dude, you look amazing. Like, don't even worry about it. Uh, Zanette is, like, just in the other room. She's so excited. Like, you just kind of handle yourself, like, I'm going to go handle everything. Yeah. He goes outside, he's like, I do not know what I am going to do. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, again, not knowing how much he was into Zanette, um, while I knew he was an enemy, um, he, he had just, like, a very endearing energy. Okay, listen, Gynamo <laughs> is actually kind of an all right dude. Like, yeah. He, it was, like, really sweet. Like, his sort of, like... 
fidgety nervousness. Yeah, Zelmoda is the worst, but Gynamo is is as Zelmoda. Zelmoda's had a lot of bad moments, but he's also had really good moments. Like he and Gynamo are like best bros, but sometimes Zelmoda one hundred percent betrays him. Yeah, Mm. but President, yeah, Gynamo is actually as far as kind of a sweetheart. All he really wants to do is settle down at this point. He's like, yeah, like he That's sort precious. of. It is. It's great. He's like, oh, I'm actually kind of tired of like leading the reckless driving drive. I'm kind of outgrown at it. I don't really want to blow up Earth, um, but like I'm kind of stuck now. So as uh, Zalmoda rolls out, and then uh, Musu, e. Musu drops in, and he kind of gives him the bad news. He's like, man, someone or Zanet is gone. I wasn't able to close this deal. Like the the car rangers like, came in. Right. He's like, but I do have crazy news about the Red Racer. And Zalmoda's like, shut up. I do not care about the Red Racer. All I need you to do is fix this thing with Zanet. Like, focus on the task in front of you. Make this happen. And Moose is just like, uh, okay, so like, I he, guess. Like, he knows who the Red Racer is. They could figure out who all of the car rangers are and find their base and blow it up. But Zalmoda just doesn't care even a little bit. So we go from there. Uh, down back to Earth, and it's Kyosuke and Zanet, and they're sitting in a church? Yeah, they're just hiding yeah. out in the church. Um, it might be the same church for, that, like, I, all, all wedding church scenes, scenes in Sentai happen in. Yeah, churches make a... Katie, if you... There's just not a lot of churches. Well, that's why they always go to this one. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're sitting in this church, and they're both sitting on, like, different, you know, a pew on different sides of the yeah. aisle. I don't know if they actually lined it up as bride side groom side correctly. No, they did not. Well, in Japan they read right to left, so you oh yeah, yeah, good point. So maybe they flip it. Could eh? be. I could don't know. Be. So, anyways, uh, Kosuke he kind of rolls over to Zenat and he's like, "Listen, I recognize that I have sort of it first inadvertently, then sort of on purpose. Like, but I recognize that I have deceived you here." But I do, I am really into you. Yeah, so, like, let's, like, like my feelings are genuine. Uh, Let's start over. Like, will you, like, go out with me as friends first? Which was a bit, like... This is a callback. Yeah, like, the friends first thing was a callback to an earlier episode in this relationship. And and he, like, grabs her hand, saying, like, will you go out with me as, as friends first? And she, like, has a moment... And she thinks about it. And then she sort of like throws his hands aside and says like, no, Red Racer was the one I loved. And like, and runs out of the church. Yeah. And then so, as she's, she runs out and is conveniently by a bridge that she can now look over, like, look over in her thoughts. No, she goes to a beach. Yeah, she goes yeah. to a beach. She goes to a beach, which is even better. And Where sort else of would like, you look gaze out over the water <laughs> to collect your thoughts? Right, like in um, oh, I didn't mention this in the greatest costume I have maybe ever seen on anybody. Oh I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, that's just her regular costume. No, I know. I'm just very into it. Yeah. Um, so she's like looking out over the water, like single tear down her cheek as she's having all of these flashbacks. It was a very. I know you don't watch K dramas. <laughs> Uh, but it definitely gave me like a K drama, J drama vibe of like a climactic point in a love story. Well, I mean, listen, like, I think they, I they mean, that's nailed it. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's what this very definitely is. Yeah. So as she is doing this, uh, Ii Masao 
Musu, Musu Binafu. Musu Binafu? Something like that, man. Musu Binafu rolls up. He's starting to attack her again. She's running away across the beach. And then Kyosuke arrives. Yeah. And he has not transformed into the Red Racer. He is there as Kyosuke. And he like tears his outer shirt off. Yeah, because like he always wears like that cowboy shirt with like the long black sleeve shirt underneath. He tears off his like bright red cowboy shirt. He's like, anybody who threatens Zanet has to deal with like Kyosuke Genai. Um and he just like runs in like arm like just like windmill arming. <laughs> um like trying to fight this like Dangerous space monster. Yeah, it does not go well yeah. for Kyosuke. And Zanet is like, you can turn into the Red Racer. Turn like, into the Red Racer. I get like, it now. I believe that you're the same. Right. Just go for it. And she's asking him, like, why won't you transform? Why won't you transform? But of course, as anyone watching with a heart knows, like, he isn't transforming because he feels like she doesn't care about Kyosuke. She only yeah. cares about the Red Racer. And he needs to prove that, like, Kyosuke can protect her. And that, like, Kyosuke loves her. And not just this, like, idealized version of him as yeah. the Red Racer. Yeah. And so it is, uh, again, it's going pretty poorly pretty for poorly. him. Uh, so, because the Rangers, in other seasons, Katie, like, the Rangers, even when they're not transformed, like, have, like, kind of low-grade superpowers. Yeah. Uh, this is very clearly not the case. Yeah. For this season. So he's fighting. It's going really poorly. He does manage to like dive up and somehow he gets the arrows. Yeah. Yeah. He like grabs the arrows out of his quiver or something. Yeah. yeah like runs and away. He, and he tries to, he tries to he like. He throws one. He throws one. And that and doesn't he's just work. immediately knocked out of the way. And he's like, ugh. So he tries to like break them over his knee and then just hurts Can't himself. Can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so then he just. Throws them, I guess, with slightly better aim, yeah. and they do explode. Yes. You know, like the the uh, money envelope monster no longer has any arrows, and is yeah. like, ah, my arrows! Right. So, like, I'm sure he could still like beat him up, but yeah. his, the arrows are his thing, and now that the arrows have been taken away, now it's also ruined his business. Well, sure. Upsetting. <laughs> he messing with his money, <laughs> uh, and so now he's changing tactics. He's like, okay. You have upset me. Now I'm using my crazy secret technique. Yeah. And he turns into an animated rope thing. Yeah. He gets even worse. Yes. (laughs) And he sort of like tangles up Kiske for a second, but then goes over and wraps himself around Zanat. Yeah. Sort of like a... A little bit like a pool noodle backpack. Yeah, but with like a marionette thing. So yeah. what this what this special attack is, is that he is able to like puppeteer her. Yeah. Now. yeah. Like he can control her. Which in the context of what his gimmick is, is very bad. Yeah. Gosh, it's just so bad. It's a, it's a bad luck. Uh, so he... So uh, he pulls out a cake cutter sword, mm-hmm. and he is controlling Zanet to attack Kyosuke. Yeah, which tactically is sound because, of course, Kyosuke doesn't want to hurt Zanet. And Zanet just keeps saying, "Like, just transform. Like, you can do this. Like, you know, whatever." And he kind of continues on this vibe. He's like, no, I can't. I'm not going to do that. Like, I will save you as Kyosuke. Right. I can save you without transforming. I can yeah. beat this guy as Kyosuke. Yeah. And then there's 
there's a moment where she's just like, please just change as she's getting closer and mm-hmm. closer. And then she thrusts forward with the, sto- with the sword and it appears like she gets him. But then <gasps> it pans out and he is like holding the sword. Yeah, he has caught the blade He's, in his bare hands. Yeah. And is like, I, and once again, like stands up and moves the sword aside and says like, I, I don't need to be the red racer. You know, it can just be you. And then very dramatically. Oh, she. And, and then she's saying like, I don't care about you. Right. Like I told you, I'm only interested in him. And as she's saying this, he just like takes hugs a big step, step forward and hugs her. Yeah. And like she stops mid sentence. Because hugs are. Very, very significant. Hugs are the physical version of a declaration. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, in a country that doesn't do a lot of PDA, Mm. like, an on-screen hug, it's like... It's actually, like, a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, less and less now, but especially... In, like, like, 1996. Yeah, like, in 20 years ago for a kid's show, having, like... Not like a friend hug, but like a I love you hug. It's, you know, it was... Like that would have been a very... Just like, oh, like a, a truly romantic Oh, dig it. Okay. It's like the grand kiss at a... And it does work. Like a, I mean, yeah. it, it plays. So she drops the sword and like the force of Kyosuke's love is sufficient to like repel... She drops the sword and then she hugs him back. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then uh, he picks up the sword. Iemusu like sort of like energy turns in energy and like teleports over. And then he picks um, Kyosuke picks up the sword and is just like, "I will kill you with your own sword." And he just sort of like runs over. And Iemusu is like blasting with energy, and Kyosuke is just like running through the explosions. And then he one hundred percent just like stabs that dude in the chest with his own Fully sword. Stabs and a him. bunch of like blue electricity flies all over the place. Iemusu falls over. Uh, Kosuke turns around and does like his victory thumbs up that he normally does as Red Racer, like smiles at Zanat and then just falls over. <laughs> she comes running. She's like, oh, Kosuke, Kosuke. Because now she's shouting for Kosuke, not shouting for the huge, Red Racer. There's a, huge. It's been yeah. a momentum shift here. Yeah. She runs over and like goes to like wake him up and he just like pops his eyes open because he was fine and messing with her. Yeah. So then uh, Iemusu goes giant. Mm. And then this is about to get bad. Yeah. Um, but then everything is fine because the sixth ranger shows up, the white racer, Princess Radiata Fanbell. Uh, for your reference, Katie, Radiata Fanbell is not officially the sixth ranger. Okay. She just showed up and She's a racer super fan? She's a super fan and she told them that like she was of, the sixth racer. Of, of them. the car yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. She just shows up in her like cat car that turns into a robot. Which is Fully and truly excellent. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, Radiata Fanbelt is also the younger sister of Zanette. Okay. Which we learned in a different episode. Okay. Yeah. So uh, she's like, it's cool. Like, my cat robot will defeat this monster. She's like, cat, I can't remember its name. She goes, cat robot, like giant mode. And it turns into a giant. And then the other rangers show up. They're like, we want to get in on this beatdown too. <laughs> right. They, they say, they say <laughs> um, like... Shoot, I can't actually remember. It's, it's something about, like, like let us have a moment of the spotlight. Yes, that was it. Because they really haven't been in this episode. <laughs> and then, I don't know if they even bother to fight him. I think they just sulk. 
No, that's right. The car robot like delivers like a great like chin dusting uppercut, and then they're like victory twister, and then they just explode it with a giant gun. But it's really funny because they like. Kyosuke is still on the ground. They only have, like, their four individual robots, and so they can't combine to become VRV Robo. So normally, like, each arm of VRV Robo would be holding one of the two big guns for Victory Twister, Mm -hmm. but they don't combine. So, like, the cannons show up, and the four robots who are there are all just sort of, like, balancing the guns on their shoulders together. It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, So they blast that dude into oblivion, and he dies forever. Yeah. So then everybody's like sort of chilling out on the ground and Radietta is like, listen, Sonnet, um, I, I get that you've been like mad at mom and dad and have been like off doing this thing, but like things are actually very bad. So we really need your help. Like you've got to like, you got to come back to Planet Fanbell and like help us right. out. Because especially like, because the Reckless Dash Emperor exhausts is like, blowing us up and taking all of our resources. Mm-hmm. Like, and she doesn't say, you know, the guy that your friends are working with. Yeah. But, like, like Zonette Zonette knows. knows. Zonette yeah. knows, like, oh, that's the guy. He's not just threatening Earth. He's also threatening my home and the whole galaxy. And, like, this is really going too far. Like, maybe it is time for me to, like, stop messing around with these space crooks and, like, go home and help my family. Yeah. So she takes her, like, special necklace that we saw a few episodes ago, and she utters her, like, magical transformation words, which are ravioli kishimen linguini. (laughs) And then she transforms, and she says, she turns to uh, Kyosuke, and she says, this is who I really am. I'm really vanity, princess vanity mirror fan belt. And, like... Uh, uh, her her new outfit looks like a cross between Sailor Moon and She-Ra. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real yeah, good... Sort yep, of. Yeah, nailed it. And she says, like, I've got to go, so, like, bye. And then Kyosuke says, like, well, yeah, but, like, I'll, will I ever see you again? And she goes, mm. <laughs> uh, and then she's like, fix your dumb face before I get back. And I'm like, that seems like a mean thing to say, because I don't know if that's an option. And then they just leave... But, I, you know, clearly, like, things are, are going to be cool from then yeah. on. Yeah. And that's the episode. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting because that is, you know, like, this is episode 45. There are 48 episodes of this series, which means that, like, Zanet's off the board. Gynamo, I don't, like, I just, I kind of don't know what's happening for the next three. But yeah, I'm very curious. It's going to go real big up. very quickly. I was going to say, like, this doesn't. I was surprised to hear that this was 40, well, that it was 45 of 48, Mm -hmm. just because it didn't, I mean, obviously big things happened, but it didn't seem, sort of from the outside looking in, it didn't seem sort of like big and grand enough. Oh, no. This is like, it was big to Kyosuke. Yeah, this is actually, I can see if you had not been, this is the end of like a really significant arc kind of for this, for this season. And it's the end of that arc. It was also the end of this episode. Although, it's not the end of the episode of Super Sentai Brothers, of course, because we need to determine where this terrible monster lands in the Creature Royale. So, typically, just as a starting point, monsters that are awful and give off, like, a real rapey vibe are at the very, very, very bottom of the list. Yes, which is why the very bottom of the list currently is General Cactus Slide with Bara Nightmare. 
Because they both had sort of similarly, like... Oh, you mean, like, bottom as, like, not like, oh, these are the worst, but, like... They're the like, ones we like hate the most. Fun, cool, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fun, cool bottom. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> you're the worst. Yeah. 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 So, so do we just want to like tag him in at last place and have a three way tie? I think so. He's okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I don't hate him. I don't know quite know why. I don't hate him quite as much as the other two, but I can't think of a good reason why I don't. He seems okay. Here's what I think it is is that his. The, the version of, like, being a predator that he is doing is not for himself. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. No, I still hate him. Thank you. Yeah, but it's still definitely there and definitely bad. So why don't we just tag him in there at uh, slot number, uh, number last with a bullet. Yeah. And that then, and then that is going to do it for another episode of License to Car Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. Um, if you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are at we are on Twitter at supersentibros. Dave, if anyone would like to get in on the playtest of Ghost Sentai Heroes, your tabletop role-playing game that you've been writing, how would they do that? So if you just email me at gosentiheroes at gmail.com, um, I will send you the rules and uh, put you on the update list for any future updates. And uh, I've actually kind of been on a big pause because I've been real busy with school, but I'm hoping to get back to it in the next uh, month or two here. All right. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe over there. That's what's going to help new people find the show. Or just tell people. That's what's actually going to help new people find the show. Uh, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you'd like to check out any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find them all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Uh, Katie, thank you for joining us yeah, on this episode. Much. It's been yes. lovely having you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, all right. Um, and folks, um, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Hey!